Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetIns.com sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. You will drive yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And XAI Archangel has a sister named Exa Dark Sidereal. Grimes has a second baby with Elon Musk, and Vanity Fair found out because the baby started crying while he was interviewing her. <laughs> There's mean, something like truly that's chaotic good. about that. That's shout out to Devin Gordon. Who wrote this? Devin Gordon, I think. Devin Gordon. Yeah. Devin Gordon, who in the moment when the baby is revealed, because they're sitting in her house in Austin and a baby starts crying and he's like, wait, that doesn't sound like a baby the age of XAI Archangel. I think that's two two cries. And then finally he's like, is that another baby? And he writes in the profile, did she really think I wasn't going to hear a baby? Well, it's like kind of self-sabotage like she knew it's almost like she knew somebody was going to hear the baby like you're going to have a guy at your house interviewing you for like four hours and then not think like your baby who's upstairs is going to like come into the picture at some point make herself known but then Mm -hmm. she says you know I don't want this to be just about Elon Musk and it's like uh the headline is like Elon Musk new baby like they (laughs) you know they just can't resist so in that way it's kind of a bummer because she gives them a great profile like she gives them everything she gives him everything he could want from her like commentary on Mars commentary on this commentary on that like she lets him talk to her brother she like Elon talks to her from Tesla while they're driving like you have like all the perfect scenes of a profile and yet her kind of one request which is like you know the elon thing is really taking over my life and persona is Mm -hmm. splashed on their splashed on their headline you know infamy is kind of fun grimes on music mars and surprise her secret new baby with elon surprise (laughs) it's kind of a bummer because like the part where she has to like forego the dune movie promotion or whatever she was gonna do because elon like did something and it's like that sucks her dream yeah I think we talked about this when the baby was born that like having a baby with Grimes and the attention that ensued, I mean, having a baby with Elon Musk and the attention that ensued did sort of turn her into a them. But like she gives off the vibes of someone who is very un, like believably uncomfortable with how famous they've gotten in the past couple of years. You know, like yeah. I'm saying like her fan base, I don't think has gotten like significantly bigger, you know? Like she's still weird. She's still like kind of a niche musician. That's what I'm saying. So, no matter how much you think 
no matter how much you're like, oh, Elon Musk's girlfriend's a musician, like, gotta listen. It's not like that's going to immediately, like, be, you know, it's not Dua Lipa. You're not like, oh, this is mm-hmm. so easy to listen well, to. Levitating. Oh, this is so great. Oh, this, like, this flows so nicely. Like, what a what a casual listening experience. It's like you have to work. You know, you kind of have to work. That being said, I know a lot of people who love Grimes, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm into it. Um, my favorite parts in the profile are when she talks about Mars. That's, like, the entire profile. Well, she, first of all, well... <laughs> She says, well, first of all, she talks about like whether or not she and Elon are still together because much like Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers, the press reports that they're broken up, then they're back together, then they're broken up, then they're back they're together. They're Helena Bond Carter, Tim, uh, what's his face? Dag, Dagwood, Ragwood, no. Ragweed. No, I'm talking about her ex-husband. Daga. No, I'm talking about her ex-husband. Oh, Tim Burton. They're, Tim Burton. They're Helena Bonham Carter, yeah. Tim Burtoning, where they live in separate houses connected by a dark tunnel. I don't know if that's their <laughs> situation, but they live in separate houses because she's messy and he's neat, which is the mm-hmm. funniest reason to live in separate houses. Like, my wife, like, likes to buy anime posters on Etsy and, like, throw shit on the floor, and I just, like, minimalism. <laughs> and it's like, wow, okay. What was the... What was the poster? Was it for like you're a billionaire? Or something? Buy a house with different rooms. Yeah, I guess. Where he's like, I like your poster. I forgot you bought this poster, and she's like, You bought that poster, yeah. and he's like, Oh right, I did. <laughs> I like when she talks about Mars and says the Mars project is hard. She's talking about like Elon wanting to colonize Mars. Sure. There's no income for it. There's no way for it to make money. <laughs> it's for the benefit. There's imagine Grimes is saying this in Austin, Texas. There's a baby crying in the background. It's for the benefit of humanity, and it's dangerous, and it's expensive, and people are like he's hoarding money no he's spending everything on r&d bro might say a lot of stupid shit but he does the right thing bro i also calling your lover bro calling your lover who you don't live with who you have two kids with bro is a good one well she also says she doesn't know how to refer to him she's like i would probably refer to him as my boyfriend because we're very fluid we live in separate houses we're best friends we see each other all the time it's like call him your partner there's a word for this like, you don't even have to define, like, what the intricacies of your relationship no, is. No, this is, is a new partner. relationship she's inventing. <laughs> she must. It's this is like, uncharted territory. Well, that's the thing about Grimes and Elon Musk. They think they're the first people to have right. ever they are like the, They're like, we're colonizing relationships right now, you know? It's like, our relationship doesn't look like any relationship on NBC's This Is Us, so I must be the first Little one to Little do have they know, their this. relationship looks like a lot of relationships on television. <laughs> I know. I know. Anyway, the baby's name is... Exa dark side rail, uh, sidereal musk, and it's she explained it's exa because of exaflops, which is like a, a like a terabyte exaflops, and dark because uh, dark is quote the unknown. People fear it, but truly, it's the absence of photons. Dark matter is the beautiful mystery of the universe. I will say my favorite thing about this is that she acknowledges that the names are fucking weird, and that she is actually anticipating them wanting to change them when they're adults. And I think that's kind of cool. She's like, yeah, when they're adults, they don't want to go by that. Go by something else. My name's fucking Claire. <laughs> like, <laughs> And yet she's still going by, well, she goes by Grimes. You're right. So she did kind of change her name. Yeah. yeah. My name's fucking did Claire. You... Her name's Claire. It is nice to give your kid like the stupidest name of all time, but then be like, as if it matters, like they can change their name. And actually giving them this name encourages them to change this name. Because when my daughter grows up to be like, you know, a normie like lawyer, she's not she's probably going to change it to like, you know, Elizabeth. (laughs) Elizabeth, for sure. Um, She says that she wanted to name the baby Odysseus Musk. And I guess she doesn't say this, but the implication is that Elon said no. I like that name for a girl. Odysseus is a cool name. Gorgeous. It's a beautiful name. Oh, well, should I say this? 
we got a call saying we got a call a few days ago saying that i don't want to play it because i feel like there's a lot of identifying information in it even though they don't say don't play this we got a call saying that grimes was about to reveal in uh in the press who their new partner is or who they are currently dating like outside of elon what and it's so didn't i text no this to you? you didn't get the call saying i mean you may have to bleep this you didn't get the call saying that Grimes is dating Chelsea Manning? No, <laughs> but I wasn't sure what that reference was. That's crazy. No. Someone called and said, I know someone who's friends with Chelsea Manning and Grimes is about to reveal that Grimes is dating Chelsea That's Manning. That's crazy. And now I'm just like, was that either, was that the truth? Which I still am willing to believe. Why not? That's actually, to me, a perfect little match. Honestly, that's a perfect throuple in my opinion. But... Is that the truth or is that like a game of telephone gone awry? <laughs> like That just seems like names in a hat, you know, like pulling them out. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's like, that's playing celebrity. Or do you want me to like... Uh, Grimes! Chelsea uh, Manning! This is so alleged though. It doesn't seem rude to me to say that we heard a rumor that Grimes is dating Chelsea Manning. Because to me, doesn't that sound like... Yeah. Kind of like, okay... <laughs> to you no it <laughs> like just sounds like all right two tech queens. great yeah truly <laughs> i mean i'm sure they like have a lot to say to each other about like technology i can imagine i feel like grimes side piece needs to be a true like himbo you know like of any gender like mm-hmm. you know i feel like she has elon musk he probably is so you know talks about this stuff all day long i want for grimes somebody who's truly dumb in the head maybe they could just have conversations about like what was on euphoria last night you know but that's not chelsea I know that's why I'm saying I don't I I I need Grimes to diversify her you know her partners. Anyway, I don't know if you're gonna keep that in or not, but let's just play some comments because you're listening to Who's There? Are we can call it show where we keep your questions, comments, and concerns at six one nine who them. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. I just paused the pod during the conversation about TMZ and selling your photos because my boyfriend in, like, 2014 uh, sold a photo of Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez. I know, two thems, whatever. Um, segwaying, like, in where around where he lived, and they gave him, like, $8,000. Um, so it sounds like TMZ's kind of hurting, uh, because 300 compared to 8,000 is a little rough. <laughs> crunch, crunch. The photo was published on, the photo of Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez segueing was published on January 2nd, 2014 with the headline, Justin and Selena, the couple that segues together. <laughs> $8,000. To be fair, that was a different time when they were dating. That was still like, that yeah. was like two eras ago at this point of like tabloid media. And also media budgets a couple eras ago in terms of media budgets. True. And this was the same situation though with Aaron and Shailene because the the nugget here is that, oh, wow, they're still going strong. Like there was a peg. It was like, they're not broken up. They're not on the rocks. They are segueing together in Calabasas. They are right. It it again. It was contextually important to the story, so they mm-hmm. knew they need those photos to prove, you know, whatever. And you know the and the photos are 
not great. They're like 2014 iPhone camera photos, and you don't see either of their faces, but I do believe that they are Selena Gomez. But this feels very early, like, oh, everybody has a phone now, so, like, we're actually dealing with people just selling us, like, garbage phones from their cell phone, garbage photos (laughs) from their cell phones, which was, like, a huge shift in, I think, tabloid journalism. Great. Uh, great payday, 8K. I wonder what that person did with it. Um, next up. Hey, Hill Weekly. Long time. First time. Hey, Wald Gossip has a first name. It is M-A-T-T. It also has a second name, B-E-L-L-O-N-I. Oh, I love to read it every day. And if you ask me why, I'll say disgruntled agents with hot gossip. No, they should call Matt Bellany, not Baloney. Crunch, crunch. What is this about? I don't know. We said the guy who we writes this Matt, newsle- newsletter's name wrong. What's new, guys? Matt Baloney. What's new? <laughs> I mean, what's new is getting a call like this. <laughs> I mean, at least but, he made a good jingle to keep my interest. Otherwise, not going to lie, I'm not going to care. <laughs> we would not have played it without the jingle. But my question to you is, was that Matt Bellany? <laughs> yeah, truly. <laughs> was it? I don't know. I don't know what he sounds like. I love that he gave us the audience, which was disgruntled agents, which like actually is helpful. So like that's what I assumed, and that's the truth, you know? So this is either Matt Bellany or a disgruntled agent <laughs> singing a song to us on 619 Who Them. I don't know. I mean, I'm just like... That's a disgruntled agent. The more I think about it, that's a disgruntled we agent. We sourced the hell out of this this guy. We uh, Shout out to his newsletter once again. You got it out of us again. Shout out Matt Bellany. We got so many tweets being like, Baloney, I'm trying to find it. I can't spell it. Baloney, Baloney, is it Baloney? Hi, Who Weekly. Um, I am not an actor. Not I was not a child actor. But I am in the Barry Levinson film Toys that you were discussing. There's a scene near the end. There are a bunch of kids playing in, like, fake snow with toys. And they do a close-up of the little brunette, three- or four-year-old. It's me. I think it happened because my mom's friend was, like, working on the film. And she was like, we need little kids. And my mom drove me over. So, yep. French, French. Not quite multiplicity, but it's something. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> this is a great fun fact. After you said it was an awful movie or whatever. <laughs> it's bad. Well, I mean, it is. It's like iconically very, very bad, but I'm sure that was a fun experience as a, you know, like a six-year-old. Right, because it's like full of toys. Is that right? It's full of toys. Well, it's a fake snow. Yeah, I don't know that I don't she really necessarily that. got to play with the toys. Yeah. It's like a toy company. I don't know that she got anything. And I feel like if there were any fun details like, oh, I got to take some of the toys home or whatever, she would have told us. I still don't really, yeah, I can't really grasp what the set of toys was like, but I, I hope it was a fun place for you. Based on, after seeing the movie, I feel like the set of toys was probably a little bleak. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. A little bleak. That's what I'm saying. A little bleak. Let's play questions. You know, there's so many questions to get to this week. Here we go. Cody Smith-McPhee shuts down Sam Elliott's Power of the Dog gig. Good luck to him. I'm obsessed with everything um, about this IndieWire headline. And for once, the shady comment is not taken out of context. So, cheers for that. And then we'll be This is great. We talked about this on our Patreon. Sam Elliott going on Mark Maron's show being like, I fucking hate Power of the Dog. Fucking fuck, fuck this fucking movie. Fucking Jane Campion. Fuck. Actually, he compliments Jane Campion, but he doesn't like that it's a gay movie about the West. Um... So, I mean, he he didn't really know what he was complaining about, but it was just very much like old straight I just man don't think he'd seen cloud. it. Like, <laughs> I it just it gave off the air of like, haven't seen it. Because like, 
the idea isn't that it's like you know a bunch of gay cowboys like doing high kicks it's like you know a, it's like deep-seated like it, a, like a shamed gay, like it's almost like mm-hmm. it almost Repression. proves his fucking and his homophobic point where it's like it's it's repressed and like hidden mm-hmm. from the world you know yeah yeah <laughs> sam elliott is is very much like um buck henry still in the closet not buck henry um what's his name Bronco Henry. Bronco Henry in the closet vibes. Also, you Sam know Elliott complaining about Power of the Dog. Sam Elliott. If he got the audition for Bronco Henry, he would have 100% submitted. Are you kidding? The ghost of Bronco Henry, it, maybe, I, like, hands down, Sam Elliott would have been first in line to audition. Jan Campion, Jane Campion would have looked at the, uh, like, the edit that included the flashbacks and been like, we have to cut this. Right. <laughs> we cannot show, we cannot show Bronco Henry, please. I'm just saying it's easy to sit there with Mark Marin and say like, I don't like these gay cowboys, you know, <laughs> when like, sir, you would have been first in line to don that cowboy hat from heaven and speak as Bronco Henry, you know? The point is, after he trash talked power of the dog on mark Marin for a couple of minutes it was sort of like well are benedict cumberbatch and jesse plemons and cody smith mcphee going to respond for three male stars don't. of this thing and like benedict as did. if they have to like whatever okay they don't have to right but there is pressure there right there's the pressure people are going to ask so you maybe if you want to say something you should have it in the can yeah, even if it's short true. and sweet benedict kind of gave this long eloquent um response to it and was like oh god i put it here he said benedict said um i'm trying very hard not to say anything about a very odd reaction that happened the other day on a radio (laughs) podcast over here (laughs) if we are to understand what poisons the well in men what creates toxic masculinity we need to look under the hood of characters like phil burbank who he plays in the movie to see what their struggle is and why that's there in the first place okay i don't like him insulting podcasts okay i take (laughs) i um he didn't i take issue with this he just called it a radio podcast okay well that sounded um condescending no, I think I think he just doesn't know what a podcast is. Maybe like, mm. can you imagine Benedict Cumberbatch listening to a podcast no, or like navigating a podcast? No, app? I, I can't. Can. It's like asking him what his favorite podcasts are. He'd be like, "A what?" Benedict Cumberbatch would be like in the Russell's house in the Gilded Age, like asking one of the ladies' maids to like navigate to Mark Maron. I heard there's a Mark Maron on the podcast radio app. Would you mind? <laughs> and these brothers, like. Well, I like uh, Plemons and I, you know, Dunstan. The, the kid was really good. Everyone was good. But here you are in an American environment. But what do you do with that guy? Like, when you read that script, what is the thing you see in it that makes you go, like, well, this is the engine of this guy? Uh, outside of, like, you know, whatever repression we're dealing with. But, I mean, what was it? Well, that's kind of it. I mean, you know. That's it. I think, yeah, the real fuel for him is, is how how vulnerable he is, what his scar is and his secret. And Listen, I just, so I think that, so they asked Cody and Cody's, which they caught on camera, which I think is great because it, it's good. It's reading the quote is good, but hearing him say it, it makes so much more sense. Like it's much better. Mm-hmm. It's short. It's sweet. It's dismissive. I'm going to play it here. Um, Sam Elliott had some words about this. <laughs> what did he say to that? Uh, nothing. Cause I'm a mature uh, being and I, I'm passionate about what I do and I don't really give energy to anything outside of that. If anything, I just have a little bit of a laugh. But uh, 
Yeah, good luck to him. It's good, and it also reminded us he's Australian. And that's the who we're talking about today, Cody Smith McPhee. Also, I mean, how amazing is good luck to him? How many times have you said good luck to her, good luck? <laughs> he couldn't look, he couldn't be any more dissimilar from um, Sam Elliott, Sam Elliott. <laughs> like in any way. So it just Physically. really is funny to, to have him have to respond to this guy, you know? Like, Sam Elliott's like, the ways of the West are only known by me. And Cody Smith McPhee, who's like from Australia, clearly not familiar with the ways of the West is like, fuck you. (laughs) Wearing a suit with clouds on it, maybe going to win an Oscar for his gay cowboy movie. To be fair, in the "Uh, movie, he's not supposed to be familiar with the, you know, he's not supposed to be a tried and true cowboy. Right. He's like making paper flowers over here. (laughs) And Phil is like, this isn't the way of the West. Right. Right. Fucking, uh, Fucking paper flowers over here. From heaven, he's like, I love the flowers. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's why Sam Elliott would, the moment he started reading for Bronco Henry, he'd be like, the fuck is this shit? Why is this ghost saying he loves the flowers to this fairy in the fucking West? Oh, my God. Okay, uh... so Cody Smith McPhee is the sad and or creepy and or misunderstood kid from Let Me In. I think I made an exhaustive list. The American remake of Let the Right One In with Chloe Grace Moretz, The Road. Paranorman, he's Norman, he's the titular Norman, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and The Power of the Dog. He loves playing creepy, misunderstood, and or just sad kids. He loves playing them, but also he's might be a little typecast. Come on, look at him. <laughs> yes, yes. I think a fun choice would have been for Cody Smith McPhee's character to just straight up be Australian. Yes. <laughs> in Power of the Dog. It would have been fun. Then he really would have been the odd man out. Yeah. Kirsten Dunst is like, I don't know. He just likes doing that accent. <laughs> he likes dissecting rabbits and doing that accent. Somebody who is as striking as he is isn't going to play, isn't going to fit into every single role. There, there's He's going to have to be like scouted for specific things. Like he works so well as this mm. character, which is why... I think he deserves to win the Oscar. Like he mm-hmm. he yeah. he was perfectly cast, and that's Jane. It's on Jane, and that's on Jane. That's on Jane, <laughs> and that's on Jane. So like you know, it's it's sometimes it's once in a lifetime that such a perfect role comes across comes around for an actor who happens to look crazy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so Cody has a girlfriend. We love talking about the Who's girlfriends. The girlfriend is a non named Rebecca Philippe. He's had this girlfriend since he came from Australia, which is crazy to me. Because (laughs) for a long time she's referenced in an article that we'll get to from like the Adelaide Now, like literally from two thousand let's see what year this is. Where he's from in Australia, Adelaide. Adelaide. I love that name. It's from 2015, the the Adelaide Now advertiser. I don't even know what the name of this paper is. Whatever. From Adelaide. Adelaide Today wrote an article about his family, which is even kookier. His dad is like the kookiest man alive. And in the article, it mentions his girlfriend, how Cody brought his girlfriend, brought his girlfriend. She came with him when he moved to L.A. to start start acting. Mm Mm-hmm. And his dad is like um, his dad's a, an actor slash wrestler. <laughs> his dad is named Andy McPhee. I feel not from not not Andy McPhee from Dawson's Creek, the other Andy McPhee. And he has, you know, a website with his CV. He's been on a lot of TV shows. He's been a wrestler. He has seven children, not all from the same mom. The mom that is the father, the, the mother of Cody. He's a bunch of kids. Yeah, he just has a bunch of kids. Seven kids. 
He has a bunch of kids, and two of them are... He also has a very active Instagram account, which I find sort of funny. Like, if you go to his Instagram account, it's like... It's all over the place. He posts screenshots. He posts stuff about Cody. He posts stuff about his other kids. He posts, like, pics, like, on vacation with his, I guess, wife or girlfriend. Like, this guy is very much on He's kind of like a, like a rebel. He feels like a very, like, rebel. Like, I'm floating around Australia, like, doing my thing, like. But it explains, like, when you see his father and you see, like, his father's career, it sort of explains why Cody Smith does what he does and also why he has a sister who does what she does. Because the sister is a former actress who was in Neighbors, the Australian soap opera, um, that, like, Margot Robbie and a host of other Australian who's now thems were on once and is now a musician who just released her latest single. I think, I mean, maybe it's cynical kind of time to ride the coattails of her brother, you know, like why else would you release it right? I think that's rude. She's been doing music. She's been doing terrible music for a long time now. So let's not like, (laughs) it's terrible. Let's not time it. It is terrible. Not only does she do terrible music, her name is Shanoa. I looked up the Shanoa and she was an actress and now she is a singer slash actress and she is she does music with her husband whose name is John Johnny he goes by Lil Johnny I swear to God (laughs) and when I tell you they make terrible music together uh, I'm telling you that they make terrible music together You put two links in and it made me laugh because you were like, you put one link to one song and then you put in another song link and only on the other song did you write awful. But I was like, wait, they're both awful. Like, why did you only call one of them awful? They're both Well, because later in my research, I found the song with her husband because I was trying to like, you know, I saw a photo of her and her husband on some red carpet and I was like, okay, who's this guy? And then I realized John, let's see how he was credited. John Rush was Lil Johnny from the music video. <laughs> Narcotics in my piss, bitch. Purpoline when I piss, bitch. Take a shit and I piss, bitch. Yeah, I'm gonna hit a lick, shit. Lil Johnny. Oh my god. Okay, so if you want to picture her, I think this is sort of interesting. Tell me if you agree. She looks like Cody Smith McPhee mixed with Julia Fox. I can't like she does. Julia Fox and her. She does. She does. But it's also yeah. what's kind of interesting about her is like she clearly went through puberty between being on Neighbors and now. There's like a very significant change in her look, you know. And so people mm-hmm. in Australia are like, "What happened to her?" And it's like very because it's and very it's like, severe, well, right? And now she's like smoking a blunt on Instagram and like. <laughs> <laughs> rapping on in her music you know anyway we're firing timmy unfortunately because he left this note in the doc i might be wrong but i feel like bobby is a cody smith mcphee stan and i feel like they have the same energy lol the same energy <laughs> i mean you're both tall what does that mean the same energy <laughs> creepy <laughs> i don't want and then i was like well we've met in person timmy am i giving off cody smith mcphee vibes <laughs> I don't know how to take that. You know what? He seems like a lovely person. I'm going to take that as a compliment, actually. Never mind. Timmy, you're not fired. I'm not commenting on that. All right. Cody is also a musician, is what you're telling me. And he has done his damnedest to scrape the web of that. Mm -hmm. Rebecca Alter at Vulture found or was led to Cody Smith McPhee's many YouTube channels. He had a lot of different ones. And his SoundClouds, where he uploaded audio of him rapping, videos of him like 
pointing at cars and dancing and also rapping and singing. And they've all been deleted ever since that Vulture story was published. They were gone. And they had like just a handful of views each. The only one left up or that I could find was called My New Style. And it's him dancing on a balcony published on April 4th, 2013. Uh, his YouTube avatar is a koala in a Hawaiian shirt. His username is Codaspex, And the caption on the video is I like girls. It's still up. I downloaded it just in case he deletes this one. My assumption is that he had access to all the other YouTube accounts and he couldn't figure out this one because he had so many of them, you know? Coda Specs. Wait, he's just Coda like Specs. dancing in sweatpants? Okay, he's got to get this he's... off the internet. Oh, my God. He's got to get it off the oh internet. Oh, my if God. He wants Cody, Oscar, we've got to get, get this off the internet. off the internet. Oh, my God. Cody, we need you to win the Oscar. I'm calling you YouTube. We can do this together. We have to do this. <laughs> it's very Timmy Chalamet, the like, you know, yeah. the video of him rapping at his like school play. Although he did a good job. Tiny Tim. He did a good job kind of translating that. Like he doesn't let that embarrass him. He's kind of like, yeah, that's like funny, right? You know what I mean? He owns it. Yeah. Well, I think Cody's, half of Cody's like allure is that he's like strange and, and I, and, you know, different. He's not the type of person that Hollywood usually churns out. And especially the type of Australian that gets exported to the United States, right? Like Australian men who come to the United States, you think Hemsworth's, right? Mm -hmm. Like you think yes. out back, outdoorsy people who are really boisterous and talkative and like love yes. the beach. And Cody Smith McPhee is like, absolutely. That is not yes. me. It's nice to have the antidote to that muscly, yeah, like cool. typical Australian guy. You have Cody who's like, it's relatable. kind of the opposite of that. He like needs an umbrella at the beach, you know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Same Cody. Oh God. I do get off Cody Smith McPhee energy. <laughs> He's I sitting think. inside the Said beach. He right. He's sitting inside the beach tent next to the cooler. Like you are. I would eat egg salad with Cody Smith McPhee in a beach tent. I think he would do that with you. Do you, you. want to cheese it? <laughs> yeah. Do you want a Tim Tam, Cody? I brought my Tim Tams. I imported them. <gasps> oh, my God. Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. <laughs> is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, might? Uh, 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 uh. You said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a this is a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time. And it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because... It's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Springtime vibes are in the air. And when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can't, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because I didn't bring any flowers in. But you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking. And it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I used Pretty Litter. 
you're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit. They're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, next call. Hi, Who Weekly. I'm calling because I just started watching The Endgame, that new Morena Bakarin Bakarin show. And the co-star of it is Ryan Michelle Bath. Bathy, who I just Googled. I am not familiar with this woman, but she is married to Sterling K. Brown, which I'm shocked I did not know about. She was the lead of All Rise, which I've seen the poster of, but know nothing else. Who is she? Who is Ryan Michelle Bath? Scarjo Yummy Pop. This is actually important to me because not really because of who she is but i was on the subway a couple of days ago and i had a very nature is healing moment you know because it's march 10th when we're recording this 2022 right the pandemic as we know it has been affecting us for over two years at this point um like where were you march 10th 2020 but like for a long time when you take the subway it was like the poster for the Mad About You reboot, still up, still stuck in time. The poster for the new Party of Five, still up, stuck in time. The poster for, what was that movie? That, oh, Sonic, stuck in time, right? Posters have been slowly but surely starting to change on the subway and on bus shelters. It's been happening the past, like, two years, slowly, intermittently. But, like, I had a, my first moment in a long time that I can remember in a long time where I was on the subway platform and my eyes darted at a poster and I was like what the fuck is this because it was a brand new show that I'd never heard of that I was seeing for the first time on a subway ad and I can't remember the last time I learned about a show on a subway ad and it was the new Morena Baccarin Ryan Michelle Bathay show called The End Game and it's just them standing in front of like a vault door looking sternly at I the I mean camera. I don't know and about like, Ryan Michelle oh. but Morena Baccarin was made for primetime tv she was made for this <laughs> 8 to 9 p.m slot on nbc abc or cbs i refuse to see her anywhere else you know what i mean marina Baccarin was made for someone's mom to go i like her yeah. who is she <laughs> meanwhile i like you know her. she's married to or like the famous crypto critic uh ryan crypto, atwood crypto <laughs> crypto critic the crypto avenger the cri um, crypto superhero ryan atwood Yes, she and Ben McKenzie are iconically together, and he iconically hates crypto well, and is writing a book about the, it. Here's my thinking on that, is that if he's busy d denying the money-making scheme of crypto, she has to make their money. So she's like, all right, babe, if you're going to be doing that, I need to sign up for this 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. slot on NBC or whatever. 
I need a network television. Yeah, I need to support your ass because you're, you know, you're fighting the man, but it's a, it's a it's free endeavor. If you don't support NFTs, I need an NTP, a network television exactly. paycheck. Um, exactly. So she is starring in this show, which IMDb describes as, I love this, a sexy and twisted heist show on how far some people will go for love, justice, and the most valuable commodity in the world. NFT is just say, kidding, the truth. Crypto, the currency, truth. oil. <laughs> oh, it's truth? And it looks like Morena is like, I don't know, the sexy heister and Ryan Michelle Bathay is like the cop because we she has a badge on her GFF. lapel. He, I know he watches this show. This is the most. This is the most. He called himself an end gamer the other day. (laughs) No, you're so right. Are any of you watching Endgame? And everyone's just like like crickets. Like there could be no louder crickets. Did any of you catch? Did any of you catch? This is like the most Tuesday night show too. Did any of you watch Tuesday's Endgame? Okay. Ryan Michelle Bathay is Sterling K. Brown's longtime wife. She's also been on This Is Us for a while, which is ending soon, much to my parents' both Wait, Ryan Michelle was chagrin on and annoyance. This Is Us? This Is Us. Yeah. She has a little role on This oh, Is I didn't Us. I know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, along with her husband. They've been together for a long time. They just celebrated, I think, their 16th anniversary. Wow. She's She's been on so much TV, and she gives good... Um, interview she gives good daytime talk show interview because when i watched sterling k brown on i think it was kelly clarkson kelly was like we love your wife around here she's great and he's like yeah everyone does and it's just like yeah this couple is just like they they are old pros when it comes to promoting their network tv dramas i kind of feel for her though because i feel like now she has her own network tv starring role but like she probably had to deal with him being the like more famous network tv guy for a while now like this is us is like Mm -hmm. bigger than any show in the past five years you know in terms Mm -hmm. of that type of show which thank god it's ending like enough already enough Mm -hmm. already Mm mm-hmm I, I found it. It's my parents' hate watch recently. I had no idea they watched this. I didn't us. know your parents like hate week. watched anything. They watch it. Well, my my parents my don't dad do that. claims he hates it, and my mom my mom says she's starting to hate it, but she's very glad that it's ending, and they watch it every week. That's so cute that they and hate it, watch. My together. dad was on the phone like, "It's so stupid." It's so stupid. And my mom's like, and now my mom goes, and now Cutie Pie has Alzheimer's, and that's tough to watch. And I was like, Cutie Who's Pie, Cutie oh Pie? Mandy Moore, Mandy oh. Moore. Wait, here's the thing, though. Do older generations hate watch? Like, do boomers hate watch? Or is that, like, strictly it sounds a millennial phenomenon? I think so. Because I think if a boomer loves anything, it's complaining. <laughs> so, sure. Oh, right. In, this, in the idea right? of, like, I watch this every week and I fucking hate it. And it's like, well, why don't you stop yeah. hitting yourself? And it's like, never. You know, Ex- like, very much exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. You don't have to be so annoyed by this, but they love But the complaining. idea of turning that into a meta commentary, aka I'm hate watching this, I do feel like is belongs to to the millennials. You know, being like, mm-hmm. or even Gen X or whatever, just being like, I'm purposefully watching this because I know it's bad and it's funny and fun to make fun of versus oh, I just watch this thing and I don't even like it anymore and da da da. Like that. Well, then the moment. Attitude. Well, the moment you turn it into an identity. And like, I am a hate watcher. Right. Then I think the boomers resist. It's like, I will not join this group. Right. I'm not a part of this Meanwhile, group. we're like, I'm branding myself as a hate watcher. <laughs> That's my brand. I sound like the TikTok voice I'm when I say branding myself as a hate Yeah. Okay. To learn more about Ryan Michelle Bethay, I Googled, you know, five things to know, six things to know, ten things to know. And I found a really funny, kooky, 10 things to know about Ryan Michelle Bethe that I want to read because it was from TV Over Mind, which is well known to the Hooniverse as like having some of the 
most elaborately written 10 things to know. They really like squeeze every detail out into, you know, 200 words it doesn't need. So each of these one, two, three, four, five, six things to know, not every, all the 10 things had a crazy sentence, but six of them had a sort of silly sentence in it. I'm going to read them. You're saying Number like one, a silly sentence, in, like a subhead, essentially, like explaining. Like a subhead. Yeah. And I just thought like the copy itself was like wild. Number one, she grew up in Connecticut. It had this sentence underneath. Connecticut is one of those places people tend to forget about unless they're from there or know someone who is. Fair. Fair. <laughs> okay, number two, she's a Stanford alum. Ryan has plenty of natural talent, but she also puts in a lot of hard work to make the most of her sure, skills. you could say that okay. objectively like about anyone whenever. who goes to college. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Three, she's a Delta. We weren't able to locate any information on which chapter Ryan okay, is part honesty, of. Okay, honesty, there's honesty there. I love the openness there. there. Yeah. I love the openness. Six, she's married to Sterling K. Brown. Unless you're up on all of the celebrity couples, you may not have known that Ryan is married to This Is Us star Sterling That's kind K. Brown. Because it implies <laughs> That's a you have rude. to be a true Unless you're up on head all to of know them. that they're married. Exactly. Um, eight, she's a producer. Those are her, after listing her production credits, they kind of drag her, they kind of neg her. Those are her only production credits at the moment, but it'll be interesting to see if she does more in the future. Okay, <laughs> okay? all right. And then 10, she loves uplifting other women. Who doesn't? The entertainment industry is one of the many places where it can be especially difficult for women. Ryan loves getting the opportunity to empower women, whether it be personally or professionally. Sure, it is International Women's Month Day. Is it day or month? It was day, but is it month? Well, it was International Women's Day, but then it's Women's History Month? Women, women... <laughs> Women support. I'm sorry, if, Lindsay, you, supported, what if is it? you supported women, you'd know. I wouldn't, shouldn't have to know this information. I'm a woman. It's Women's Month. Um, women's you tell women's me. History Month. You... It's Women's History okay. Month. I celebrated you on IWD. Did you? Yeah. How? <laughs> I, I, okay. I celebrated okay. you, Lindsay. Okay, I just didn't feel any of it. I'm, I'm sure I, I'm sure I, I'm sure I tap back at least a thumbs up, maybe even on hard you on one of your texts. Did. You definitely did. But That's if you, celebration. If you really knew me, though, you'd know I don't like those. I don't like the tap backs. No one likes them. That's the thing. No one likes them, but you have to use them. I'm just saying, like, me, I really don't like them. You know that about me. Do you think... Do you think anyone actually likes those things? They're awful. They're the worst thing to happen to communication since, like... Bobby Finger laughed like at an image. It's like, what does that even mean? <laughs> It's like an, from two hours ago. I just ago. don't know what to say. Sometimes you're like catching up and it's like, oh, well, I saw this. Yeah. Make sure that everyone knows. I mean, it's stupid. It's, it it's, really is the catching up. It's like I did. I read the logs. I did the work. It's like, oh, I've been away from my phone for two hours. I returned to 90 <laughs> texts about like Doja Cat making a Taco Bell ad. <laughs> I got to just like participate. You I don't, gotta participate. Though. You don't. You don't. Yeah. I got beans. I need meat. I need a shell with the sauce and cheese. Give you hell if you cross me. We about to throw hands if you want try me. This ain't been new. I will end you. If you ever dare to go discontinued. I'm going to stop tap backing your comments specifically. <laughs> but then I won't feel supported it's gonna be for tough. International Women's History Month or whatever. <laughs> Okay. How am I going to support you if not with the yeah, tap back? I'm, I'm challenging you to come up with something else. Um, the This is a sort of debasing. This is sort of, I feel bad for uh, Ryan Michelle Bethe because on her known for on IMDb, one of them is Boston Legal. Shout out, Lindsay. Um, one of them is This Is Us. <laughs> also, shout out, Lindsay. 
Have I told you about my friend in high school who had a planner and all she used the planner for was <laughs> network television? <laughs> no, but that is truly like, that's disordered. She'd open up her like beautiful planner, like her and, beautiful like check like, off um, if she'd seen like Boston Legal the next And all it would say on it would, I would, one time I looked at it and it was just like, Ally McBeal, Boston Legal. And I was like, Amber, are that's, is that just like <laughs> television in there? And she's like, yeah, that's how I keep track of what shows I'm watching. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair, I have an app that like does that for me now. I specifically remember the reason I asked her about it was because it had Ali McBeal and Boston Legal on the same page. And I was like, what? <laughs> you can't be watching both of those. That's tough. Um, no, the other thing on Ryan Michelle Bathay's Instagram, I mean, on her IMDb is one for the money. Her number one known for is the Katherine Heigl Oof. flop, one Oof. for the money. Can't you like call IMDb up and say, please get rid of this? I know it's an algorithm that decides what these things are, but like, yikes. Can we like start a petition where we ask people where she's known from and then we could submit it if we get like a thousand or two thousand signatures that it's not one for the money? Do you know what I mean? Because like, I don't. Here's what we need. Right? Can we take action? You know what we need? I I think the action we can do is we can get all the hooligans to go to the endgame IMDb page. Just go. Go to the Endgame IMDb right. page, search IMDb Endgame, click on the poster of Morena Baccarin yes. and Ryan Michelle Bethe, yeah. and maybe let's get that so up. So our Endgame uh, is to get Endgame higher up in Ryan Michelle's known for. Known yeah, for, okay. yes, please. We got to bump one for the money. I, it can't be. How would it be that hard to bump one for the money? Like, who's searching for that? Like, how is that? Not me. The, how is that the number one? I don't even remember one for the money was about. No, I don't know okay. either. So uh, we didn't really talk about her. I never saw it, please. She's like <laughs> sneakily holding. Handcuffs? A gun? Handcuffs on it. You know, Catherine Heigl had it. She's, she's great. We all stand Catherine Heigl now. Let's. What? Whatever, we do? It's fine. Well, remember she had her, you know, uh, uh. Her reckoning, not reckoning, her, what am I trying to say? Reevaluation, reevaluation. We reevaluated Catherine Heigl. We said we were all too mean to her and dismissive of her. Could you even name the male lead in One for the Money? Isn't it Gerard Butler? Nope. That's a different movie that she's done. You wouldn't even guess. I don't even know who this guy is. Josh Damal. Jason O'Mara. I don't know who that is. I know. Unemployed and newly divorced Stephanie Plum lands a job at her cousin's bail bond business, where her first assignment puts her on trail of a wanted local cop from her romantic past. Wait, she fucked a cop and now she has to find him? <laughs> we had <in> this movie. <laughs> now streaming on Peacock. God. If that is not a movie that's streaming on Peacock. No, that's a movie that's streaming for free on IMDb TV but that's or what something. I'm saying. This is when you're trying to search for a good movie. This is the movie that comes up and you're like, oh. Like, is this the only option you have, you know? Guess what, America? One for the Money is streaming for free on Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Michelle Bathay's mother is slightly famous. She was a stage actress and singer oh, named Claire Bathay. Okay. And you got to play you gotta play a clip of her biggest song. She was in um, the group The Machine, and she sang a song there, but for the grace of God go I, which I did not recognize by title or, na or like the group name at all. But when you play it, you'll be like, oh, this sounds familiar. Michael Sarah has a baby, and we're learning about this through Amy Schumer. Michael Sarah had a baby, and we're Wait, learning about it through Amy this Schumer. Is the most like, like even as a as a gossip monger, <laughs> <laughs> I 
knew Don't this. call yourself a gossip monger. But that's kind of, I mean, that is my job. I guess it is sort of our job, yeah. Also, I, I like that title, gossip monger, because it seems like we're in like an old village and there's like townspeople <laughs> and there's like a king and a queen and like there's a blacksmith and there's like a, you know, everyone's oh got God. their like Lindsay, little we'd job. we own a brick and mortar. Yeah, and we're the we'd gossip mongers. And, and we've we've turned into a real business. <laughs> People like knock on our door. Yeah, and they ask for like what's up, and I like ring a little bell and I tell everyone or something like that. But you have to pay like a you have to pay like a coin. Yeah, it's donation to get the goss. But you pay. Yeah, everyone pays to get the goss, and the goss is what I knew is that Ryan Sarah had a baby because everybody and their mom. What did I say? Ryan Sarah. (laughs) That's why. Sure. Leave it. Ryan Sarah, fine. Ryan Sarah had a baby. No, Michael Sarah had a baby. And the reason why I know this, because every fucking person in Brooklyn knows this, because he's been seen pushing a stroller around Brooklyn for the past six months. And it's funny because I didn't even realize that this wasn't, quote unquote, out there. I was standing next to Ryan Sarah. God, I was standing next to Michael Sarah and his baby. Didn't I tell you I was with I was walking around with Pooja a few months ago and she was like, we were just sitting yes, next to Ezra yes. Miller. Did you notice? And I was like, Pooja, we weren't sitting next to Ezra Miller. She was like, yes, it was. It was Ezra Miller. And then, not Ezra Miller, uh, Ezra Koenig. Oh, my God, stop. <laughs> I was like, Pooja, everyone in this park looks like Ezra Koenig. That wasn't Ezra Koenig. And then, like, five minutes later, we were on, we were walking across the crosswalk. And she goes, did you see? That was Michael Sarah and his baby. And I was like, Pooja, Michael Sarah doesn't have a beard and he doesn't have a baby. And I was like, then I turned and I was like, oh, shit, Michael Sarah has a beard and a baby. baby. (laughs) I'm just saying it's funny to me that, like, we both objectively knew this information. And I just assumed that, like, no one cared. And that's why. I thought everyone knew. I thought everyone knew and I thought no one cared. And now Amy Schumer goes on a podcast and is like, oh, Michael Sarah had a baby. And everyone's like, Michael Sarah had a baby? Like, People Magazine, her, you know, not everyone. But it's just one of those things where if I knew that was news to be shared, I would have shared the news. I would have DM'd people and said, hey, you know, Michael Sarah has a baby. Mm-hmm. He's been spotted in Brooklyn. Well, obviously, Amy Schumer thought the same thing because That's she was like, anyway. It's so funny. She's like, this is this news is like common knowledge that Michael Sarah, my friend, had a baby. And then basically they reached out to him and they're like, Michael Sarah, speak. Uh, what are you talking? You have a baby? And he had to be like, yeah. Because he's in this show with her. They're in a show together. That's what we're talking about. If you are a famous person and you have a baby and you're that level of fame where you kind of feel like you have some obligation to like say something because people care about you, but also like who cares because it's a pandemic and like who fucking gives a shit about Michael Sarah's baby. Right. Like I'm sure there has been a discussion about like, well, how do you want to reveal this? Or like, how does your partner, is he married? Yeah. How does your wife want to reveal it? Because you know, it's her, you know, she has a say in in the matter too. Having Amy Schumer just say that on a podcast must be a huge relief. The best then thing you don't about have to do Michael shit. Sarah's marriage is that nobody knows his wife's last name. Do you know this? In the write-ups, they're all like, Nadine, last name, we don't know. Like, they don't know. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Like, not only do people not know that Michael Sarah had a baby for six months, but they also do not know and, and refuse to find out his wife's last name. I also like this headline from 2018. Michael Sarah is married. See his wedding ring. Because <laughs> it's like, we couldn't get hers. <laughs> We don't, we don't even know, know what her last name. name is. Imagine wanting to see a, I mean, I know that whatever, but they are straight people who got married. Like, what's more boring than a straight, straight man's, man's wedding, wedding ring. ring? I would argue what's more boring than a gay man's wedding ring. Also, sorry. Let's make it even. That's true. No, sure. Okay. Yeah, it's true. Let's not, you know, let's just, let's even it out there. That's fine. Men's wedding rings are the most boring of the, of the bunch. Yeah. Let me just confirm that it's boring because I don't want to be judgmental. Oh, yeah, it's boring. It's just a band. 
The low-key couple were spotted together in Brooklyn, blah, blah, blah. While unclear when Sarah and Nadine began dating, they call her Nadine because they don't know her last name, began dating, <laughs> and when they tied the knot, he has been wearing the ring on the left hand since January 2007. It's like, we don't know Nadine. when they met, we don't know where they got married or when they got married. We just know that in this one photo we took of Michael Sarah in Brooklyn in 2015, he's wearing a, a wedding ring. And we know that he wrote a song called, Oh, Nadine, You Were In My Dream. That's sweet. Could have include he could have included her last name. Why didn't you include her last name? Timmy went to Michael Sarah's Wikipedia and found the funniest part of it, which is at the bottom it says "see also," and the "see also"s are two bullet points: one, list of former child actors from Canada, and two, Italian. Italians in, in Toronto. Toronto. Not anymore. No, he's in Brooklyn. But here's a segue: he voiced someone in the Boys spinoff, The Boys Presents Diabolical. And the next person we're going to talk about is from The Boys. Hello, since this kind of does um, talk about a who, um, Anthony Starr of The Boys uh, has just been arrested um, and pled guilty to assaulting a man. And <laughs> this is why I'm calling. He literally turned around to the to the man he assaulted, threatened to kill him and said, you don't know who you mess with. You don't know who I am. Of what you've done, you made the mistake of your life, and I'm going to look for you. I want to kill you. It's like he's definitely a who. I think he's a who, and I think even people who watch the boys think he's a who. So, do you think he's a who? Um, yeah. I can't believe this. And to make this despicable act of violence somewhat poetic, this was while he was filming a Guy Ritchie movie. Like this is the behavior of someone in a Guy Ritchie movie. You know. No, I know. That's I kept thinking that I was like, this guy's probably like fucking pumped on like Guy Ritchie endorphins like all day long. He's like speaking like really fast in some weird accent and like punching. I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah, I'm like, going to fucking kill you. I'm going to fucking like, bash your face in. And he's just punching really hard and really fast. Like punch, 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 punch. Like like in a video game, you know, like um, mm-hmm. who's the who's the Street Fighter 2 character who punches really hard and really fast? <laughs> I didn't play Street Fighter. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Again, I'm the Cody Smith McPhee. Oh my God. Lindsay, I was playing Mario Paint. All right. I played that too. I played that too. Blanca, Ryu, Guile. It's Guile. Okay, so he was acting like Guile. From Street Fighter 2 because From he Street was Fighter hyped II. up okay. about being in a Guy Ritchie film and he got drunk and punched a chef in a restaurant. Meanwhile, yes. nobody knows who this guy is except for the boys, which I know is a really except for people who watch the people boys. People really watch this show, and he's the main character. He's like the the main baddie slash like star of it, essentially. No, he's a baddie. Okay. Wow. He, he turned. Yeah, and it yeah. was in Spain. And it was in Spain. Right. So, it, I mean, honestly, like the, the violence is uh, unforgivable no matter where you are. But like something about it just is even more irritating to me: the fact that he was literally in another country, like he was a tourist. He was in Spain, and he was like, it just seemed even more disrespectful than just punching someone, which, again, is bad enough. But the fact that he's like a shitty tourist beating up a chef and then threatening this person by saying, you don't know who I am, which, as the caller pointed out, is like pretty funny. That's so like, because like, I don't think they know who he is. Like, they don't know who he is. Yeah, they don't. You've committed the mistake of your life, and I'm going to look for you. I want to kill you. Okay. As the, I mean, Jesus Variety does report Christ. that this guy was drunk, but it sounds like he was way more than drunk. You know, like, ugh, it's, it's, it's like alarm. This is, this is scary behavior. Anyway, he was. 
It uh, is crazy because on the show he plays a superhero who's like he's like the good guy, but he's also like the bad guy. You know? Oh, he's got a temper. He's got a temper. He's yeah. Oh, he has a major temper. He's very violent. He, according to La Información, um, which is a newspaper in Spain, it says he got a 12-month suspended prison sentence with a $5,464.97 fine. That's in American dollars, so I don't know what it was. In, Imagine you know. Guy Ritchie having to bail this guy out, you know? He Oi, was probably mate. like, good on you. Good mate. on you, mate. Oi, mate. Good Not on you, mate. again, mate. <laughs> Good on and you. then part of me was thinking, well, part of me was thinking, like, is Guy Ritchie entering his, not to call it a flop era, but his, like, Russell Emmett, is that his name? Randall Emmett? His Randall Emmett era? Well, Guy Ritchie is just suddenly, well, he's teasers? suddenly becoming quite prolific, right? Guy Ritchie is now just making movie after movie he's after movie after movie after movie. His name onto his name on it. anything with, with guns, you know, like he, and, and, yeah. and biceps. Yeah, totally. Maybe. So we have, in the past three years, it's, look at this. Wrath of Man, The Gentleman, Operation Fortune, Ruse de Guerre, The Interpreter, The Gentleman, Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Stop. Like, it's I all the same shit. I can't deal with the same movie. It's like, it really is. It's like the same. I mean, those are those are writer credits, but still, director credits aren't much different. The Gentleman, Wrath of Man, Operation Fortune, Ruse de Guerre, The Interpreter, The Gentleman, Aladdin 2, The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. It's like, like we get it. You love gentlemen. <laughs> like, all right. All I think about now when I see when I see macho straight dudes suddenly working a little too hard you know macho straight dudes with what should be like pretty robust savings accounts suddenly working a ton i immediately go to gambling they problem. have they have well i didn't want to gambling say gambling problem. problem i wanted to find a more neutral way of saying that which is debt <laughs> um uh uh they have a gambling debt. problem <laughs> well maybe maybe I'm just but saying, that, doesn't like, that, don't, you, debt, don't you think that sort of thing? Debt like, comes in many forms, and gambling problem yeah. is the most sexy, you know? Mm-hmm. Timmy found a photo from August 2021 of Anthony Starr uh, posing for the opposite of a drunken brawl in Spain, which is Happy International Cross-Stitch Day. And he posted a photo of him holding a cross-stitch that says, I can do whatever the fuck I want. I mean, he clearly Which is, in retrospect, way. scary. Someone commented, not in Spain, bro. <laughs> hey, Lindsay Bobby. Um, long time listener, first time caller from Norway. So I'm sitting and looking at Twitter and there's a tweet from Film Updates about um, who has been auditioning to star in the new Madonna biopic. Now, I'm, I'm sure you'll you discuss this on the pod regardless, but just in case you want. You got Julia Garner, who's been rumored to be in the running for a while now. You got Florence Pugh. You got pop stars Sky around Bibi Rexa. You got three of the Euphoria girls, Sydney Sweeney, Barbie Ferreira, and Alexa Demi. And then you have two names that I have never heard before, Odessa Young and Emma Laird. I don't know if I pronounced those names correctly, but who are they? Should I know who they are? Um, also, could you rank these people from who is the dummiest? 
All right. That's all. Um, crunch, crunch. Love a call from Norway. Just a fun fact. This is from the Patreon line because Patreons have their own exclusive call in line. They sure do. Caller, we had to play this call on the main show because it was such a good call. And also, this just made way more sense on the main show if you because want, it's not super themy. If you want your own special call in line where you can call about anything, themy things, and we'll play it, we'll talk about it, that's when you go to patreon.com slash weekly and you get that ability. Mm-hmm. You get that privilege. We rarely do this, but we actually recorded a whole segment for the Patreon and uh, scrapped it because we were like, this is main show material. Oh, my God. This well, is main show I material. Mean, people were calling about it in the main show, too. And I was like, all right, I do feel like when we recorded that, it felt a little hooey. We ended up talking about uh, a very specific really actress for a while, which we can get back into. And then I said, you know, a lot of people are calling about it in the main show. We, sh- we should take it to the main show. Mm-hmm. So... The Madonna biopic is uh, still in pre-production. It's been a fraught uh, pre-production period. Uh, many, many years have passed since <laughs> this was first uh, ideated. Madonna was like, I want to lead the creative of a biopic about me. And I want to hire the director and the screenwriter. And I want to be in charge of casting who's going to play me. And that's been going on for a long time. Mm. She finally picked a writer that she likes. It was going to be Madonna Cody, Madonna Cody, Diablo Cody. And she was like, no, 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 never mind. Then she hired someone else. Now she is in the casting phase, which according to The Hollywood Reporter, if this had just been a random report, I would have been like, I don't believe it. This made The Hollywood Reporter. Well, that's what I was saying. It had been, I'm very much like adverse to casting news because I feel like it's mm -hmm. hearsay always. It's like, oh, you know, that role almost went to like, you know, Catherine Heigl. And it's like, says who, (laughs) says where. Like maybe Mm -hmm, somebody mm -hmm, said her name mm -hmm. in a meeting, but that doesn't mean the role almost went to her. Like there really is a large like spectrum of like the role almost went to her. Quote, quote, the Mm -hmm. role almost went to her because like it either did or it didn't. And this is different because as soon as I kind of felt that way about all this Madonna rumor casting, Hollywood Reporter, shout out to them, literally wrote like an entire thing that like kind of solidified the fact that there are so many girls being considered and the casting process is insane. Do you want to read the paragraph? They call it grueling. They call it grueling. And it says, here we go. According to sources, the hopefuls participate in intense, sometimes up to 11 hour a day, choreography sessions with Madonna's choreographer, after which there are choreography sessions with Madonna herself. Then there are callbacks, which consist of readings with Madonna, as well as singing auditions with the superstar. Someone who's close to the production says, it's a grueling process. That was the word they used, grueling. We sent this to... uh, some friends of ours and our friend Lala goes just after reading all the details she just goes good good, <laughs> good. which is the truth good this is what sure, you want from it and but it's I think also that... such a almost banging your head against the wall practice like I feel mm-hmm. bad because I know that like Madonna is like I just can't imagine what it's like dealing with that personality in the room when you're trying to like essentially imitate but not imitate her. Like, yeah. how do you even go? What is she looking for? Does she want just the energy, the magic that she sees herself as having had or having still? Or is she yeah. looking for literally an exact in- imitation? Like, it's unclear, you know? So now we have it narrowed down to seven people. There were more people in this mix at one point, like Barbie Ferreira was in this mix. Um, Sydney Sweeney was in this mix. They didn't make the, the final cut. All the girls in that made sense in some weird way, and then it actually wasn't true that yeah. they were all involved. Because the seven that Hollywood Reporter says that they've narrowed it down to, and again, this could change. Like they could find someone else tomorrow. I'm kind of thinking they're going to scrap this and find an unknown because, like, it just yeah. feels like that would be the better solution is find an unknown. We have Sky Ferreira, we have BB Rexa, Emma Laird, Odessa Young, Alexa Demi, Florence Pugh, and Julia Garner. I think Pugh's and out. The call- 
I think Pew's out. Uh, this just seems like the wrong move. She took Dune to... She's the themiest of the list. The caller asked for us to go who to them. I think it, Emma and Odessa are the whoiest. I think it's probably Emma Laird at the bottom. Then Odessa. Then Odessa I've Young. heard of Odessa. <laughs> Emma Laird is most known for Mayor of Kingstown, which is not, not Mayor, Mayor of Easttown. Town, yeah. It's Mayor of Kingstown. Then Odessa Young, who's been in more things. Are we going who to them? Who to them? Although they're all basically who's. Then I would say Sky. Sky. Then I would say. If you know, you know. Uh, then I would Be- say Demi. Alexa. Alexa Demi. Then BB Rexa. <laughs> BB and Alexa Demi, I think, are the same like wavelength. Totally. Totally. Yes. Then BB Rexa. Then Julia Garner, who's, I think, the front runner to me. Well, like when I look Anna at those lists, it's In seems Inventing like, Anna. Yeah. And the way that her career is going, I feel like that is one of those things that. I felt I thought she was going in a more like artistic route, but I she's also her biggest thing is Ozark, which is like a very populist show. So maybe not. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this Madonna, she seems the one to beat. She seems like the one to beat for sure. And then we have Florence Pugh at the top of the list. But I don't this just seems like, again, like we said, it just doesn't seem like this is really Florence's next move. But Julia Garner is one of those people who has been on the come up for years. And it seems like she never really goes beyond whatever the project is. Like, Ozark is one of the biggest shows on television or on Netflix, and, like, I've never seen it. If you don't watch Ozark, you probably have no idea who Julia Garner is. A lot Inventing of people Anna, watch Ozark is the thing. And Inventing Anna, it kind of feels like everybody's watching, but no one likes that much. Ozark, no it feels it. like who's watching this, but everyone who watches it loves it, which is kind of like the two opposite things. But they're both Netflix-based, like, kind of shows that are very mm-hmm. specific. You know what I mean? My favorite line from Ozark um, can be seen in this tweet that I saw a few days ago. Julia Garner meeting Florence Pugh and Sydney Sweeney on the first day of the Madonna biopic boot camp. If you want to stop me, you're going to have to fucking kill me! Every time I think I know what Ozark is about, I see a video and I'm like, what? <laughs> if that's a good what? representation of her work in Ozark, I'm I'm all so I'm here in. for it. Never going to watch it. And she's great I'm in so The Assistant. She is kind of under the radar. She's married to Mark Foster from Foster the People. Foster the People. Pumped up kicks yeah. guy. Pumped up kicks. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I think that uh, our friend Dan tweeted something that like I haven't been able to stop thinking about because I think it's the truth, which is that this movie, whenever it comes out, who fucking knows at this point, is either going to be the movie that wins whoever plays Madonna an Oscar or it's going to completely torpedo this person's career. <laughs> like fair, this fair, movie seems like su- like it could it could be it could it's go one of two ways and both exactly. of those ways are at the extreme. But the, here's the thing like I thought Bohemian Rhapsody was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life but Rami Malek it, it has been awarded immensely for that performance for that role <laughs> yeah. for that movie. Yeah, so who am I to know? Who am I to judge? Maybe this will be another weird flop that people are obsessed with. Hi Lindsay Bobby um Long time, medium time. Can you who did them? Zoe Saldana, Zoe Kravitz, Zoe Kassan. I think that's how you say her last name. It's not important. Uh, grateful for Sharna. Who did them? Zoe Saldana, Zoe Kravitz, Zoe Kazan. Zoe Kazan, Zoe Kravitz, and Zoe Saldana. Are those the only Zoe's? Remember Zoe Bell? De Chanel, but it's spelled differently. It's the two, it's the double it's the single O Zoe. Single O no Y Zoe. 
it's not Zooey, not as in Franny and Zooey. This is just Zoe, Zoe, as in Zoe, as in Rachel Zoe Project. Oh, we should put Rachel Zoe in here. What about um, Zoe Saldana? Oh, you know who's Zoe another? Kravitz, Zoe you know who's Kravitz, another iconic Zoe? Zoe? Who? Uh, Hooligan. I don't know if she still listens, but she did at one point. Zoe Costello from Zoom. Come on and Zoom. Come on and Zoom. I'm Zoe. Remember Zoe from Zoom? Okay. Listens to Who Weekly. So now we're ranking. She's from Massachusetts. We're ranking Zoe Saldana, Zoe Kravitz, Zoe Kazan, Rachel Zoe, and Zoe from Zoom. Zoe Costello. Zoe, Zoe Costello. From Zoom, yeah. Zoe from Zoom. Okay, so Zoe Costello from Zoom is the hooviest. Then I would say that... Zoe Kazan. Zoe Kazan. Then I would put Rachel Zoe. <laughs> yes, for sure. Oh, absolutely. And then weirdly, I would put Zoe Kravitz, then Zoe Saldana. I was just wondering because I, I was waiting for you to say something because I don't know what to do. Well, Zoe Saldana gives off a lot of A-list energy, and it's not just because she's in that yeah. Dubai, that Visit Dubai short film. <laughs> But I'm not saying it's not that she's in that because she really did you see, is in that. Did you see that Avatar 2 has a release date yeah, finally? Yeah, so does my ass. Queen of Dots. Doesn't mean it's going to come Queen out. <laughs> Queen of Dots has a release date. It's like December 20-something. Sure, I'll mark March, the date. Uh, December 20-something, 2022. Avatar this 2 year. is the deep water of of, of itself. It's no, that's like, coming out Friday. I Next know, Friday. but we didn't know if that even had a date. It was lost in translate. I'm just saying. It's like Avatar 2. I don't buy it. I'm not going to believe that Avatar 2. I think you're right. Avatar Zoe Saldana 2... has A-list energy. Zoe Kravitz is still, for as for as themmy as she is and for as the moment as she she's is. She's the moment. She doesn't have the legacy that Zoe Saldana has. Zoe Saldana is like prestige A-list vibes. Zoe Kravitz is like, Zoe look at the cool girl vibes. is like a few movies away from A-lister vibe. Like, she's in a hot relationship. She has A-list pedigree. She's doing Soderbergh movies. She's in pop film, like Batman. She's like, I mean, I just, I don't see, she wrote a movie, like, that's coming out eventually. Like, yeah. she's really, like, if anything, she needs to do more, like, press. Because I need to know more about her personality. Mm -hmm. Which is just mm -hmm. selfish of me, but I do feel like I don't know her that well. Zoe Kazan is iconically with Paul Dano, Zoe, the Riddler. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz's villain in The Batman. Yeah, yeah Paul Dano. Paul Dano, the original weird-looking guy. Take that, Cody Smith-McPhee. Gotta say, I'd rather get punched in the face by Anthony Starr than go to dinner with Zoe Kazan and Paul Dano. <laughs> what do you mean? I think it would be fun. <laughs> One time I saw him on the train. I think I said that here. One time I saw him on the train, I was like, stars are just like us. Gave him a little you look. You saw Paul Dano on the train? Yeah, and I said stars are just like us. And gave him a little look. But I said it to myself, <laughs> not to him. Okay, good. <laughs> stars are just like us. That would have been really funny. If I ever see a celebrity on you the train again, that. I'm going to say stars are just you like should. us. That's a really good you line really to say to, us, to a celebrity. You really should. Look. They'd be like, what? Okay, bye. Stars are just like us. A That's little. what I should have said to Catherine O'Hara when I saw her on the train in like 2009 instead of what I did say, which was humiliating. What'd you um, say? What'd you say? <laughs> I don't know. I Come mean, on, I just, you like, clearly on know and... if it's humiliating. It was a very long rant about. I saw her like around Christmas, and I was just like, I can't believe I'm seeing you around Christmas. I and I wasn't gonna say anything, but unless, but then I said to myself, if she gets off at my stop, I'm gonna say something. And you got off at my stop, so I'm gonna say something. Oh my god! And, you... and then I, sh oh and then I shook her hand, and, and it was she... so weird. Then she like curb stomped you, like. <laughs> <laughs> she would have had every right to Anthony Starr the shit out of me right there on the platform. <laughs> Absolutely. She gave you four swift punches. All right. Okay. Well, you know. Okay. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes, uh, newsletter, commentaries. Get ready for Dark Waters. 
Um, oh my god! I'm so excited. We haven't even Dark discussed how Teflon we're doing movie. that. Like what we're doing. I think we should just do a commentary. I think it'll be fun. Okay. Are we watching? We should it? probably do it like marry me and watch it and have already watched it before and then record. That's it. That's what I was thinking. I was gonna watch well, we it so we can talk about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we won't be distracted by seeing it. Yeah, for the first I don't want to because I, mean, I like, want to <gasps> want to pay attention, right? Like I'm really gonna focus yeah, exactly. on my first watch. Yeah. I want to see what Anna Darmas did. Yeah. Um. Thank you to Katie and Erica Duhus for, for providing our read theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and assisting and calling me Cody Smith McPhee energy. And thank you to all of you for rating interviews on Apple Podcasts. Love your ratings and reviewings. We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye. Bye. You will Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Bobby. Long time, first time. I just wanted you monsters to know that I can't hear the normal legal term, eminent domain, without my broken brain thinking eminent downbane. And it's very embarrassing. That's all. Crunch, crunch. Lindsay Podcaster. Women do not belong in balloons. Lisa Renna's daughters might be hadiding, but they're not really succeeding. Okay, bye. Hi, Holy Glee. Um, I'm listening to the new episode where you said that Alice Bornstein is stuck in 2013 because she loved, she said she loves um, escape rooms, and it just reminded me, I have a friend who used to work at an escape room in L.A., and Janina Gavinkar came to the escape room because, and apparently she's really, really into escape rooms, but something happened and it malfunctioned, and they, like, kept trying, kept keep trying to fix it, but things kept right, and she was like, they were like, we're sorry, we can't give you a refund, she was like, no, that's okay, but, like, I have to go, can I just go in another escape room, so, um, yeah, and that wasn't in 2013. That was probably in, like, 2018, 2019. So maybe escape rooms are actually back. I don't know. I just um, thought of that, and I wanted to let you know. Uh, crunch, crunch, Lindsay Podcaster. <laughs>